for many of us, selling our services is really, really uncomfortable. We tell ourselves all kinds of stories like, I'm not good at marketing, I hate selling, or I don't want to be pushy. Can you relate maybe? Well, it all comes down to subconscious mindset blocks that we have to selling and or succeeding in business. Really, the longer I'm doing this entrepreneurial thing, the more I realize this. And I'm fascinated by it as well, which is why I'm really excited about my guests in this episode. I'm talking with Karina Neukirchner. Karina is a transformational coach who specializes in helping clients quickly identify and heal subconscious blocks, old emotional wounds and self-sabotaging core beliefs that are holding them back from living the life that they know they want. It's time to learn more about how we can work with our subconscious and make our dreams come true. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Karina. So nice to have you on the Blissful Biz podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me, Suzanne. I'm so excited that you are here. So for anybody who doesn't know you yet, can you introduce yourself? Like, who are you? What are you doing? What has your journey been like? Yeah. Tell us all. So I am a transformational coach who works with my clients and students to help them uncover the subconscious blocks that are holding them back from living the lives that they love. So with my clients and students, I really work with unprocessed emotion in the depths of the psyche, limiting beliefs, and self-sabotaging patterns in their lives. So fascinating. What has brought you to do that, actually? How did you start working with the subconscious? Yeah, that's such a good question. It has been quite the journey for me. Um, I spent a lot of my life just having extreme social anxiety and feeling incredibly uh, self-critical and self-judgmental in my own head. So I had a lot of trouble just being in crowds or being around people. And I had such anxiety that I really kind of avoided the world for a long time. And so I started meditating and doing yoga, which was all really helpful for me. Um, and eventually I even found myself in therapy because I realized that it was really way too much for me. So I spent a decade in therapy and my anxiety slowly went down and slowly went down. But um, I was really missing the fact that my anxiety was rooted in my subconscious and everything that I was doing was working with my conscious mind. You know, I was analyzing my feelings and talking about my thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And so as my anxiety gradually went down a little bit during that decade of therapy, um, I eventually found a way to access the blocks and the emotions that were stuck in my subconscious through a process called regenerating images and memory. And when I started doing regenerating images and memory, which is also called the RIM method, um, my anxiety went down by 50% in about three months. Like it just absolutely changed who I was, how I was able to be in the world. And it absolutely accessed 
those deep places within me that were the roots of my anxiety, the roots of my shame and the roots of my self-criticism. Criticism. So for me, it changed my life immediately and shockingly and freed me in so many ways that I just learned. I immediately started um, getting trained in it and doing it with my clients and doing it with my students. And it changed the trajectory of my whole life. So that's how I got into it. That's so fascinating. Thank you for sharing your story. I always love it when people really went through a transformation themselves and then, yes, I was just ready to, to learn more about that and then to share it with others. Yeah. Um, yes, and now you're also helping entrepreneurs um, mm -hmm. overcome blocks. So it's not only about anxiety anymore, right? It's just more like mindset blocks that we all have. Yeah, for me, the journey, even in my business, has been largely about anxiety. That's been my personal journey. But certainly, we have all sorts of blocks that stand between us and success and stand between us and selling. And everyone's journey is individual. It may have nothing to do with anxiety. Uh, that's just my personal journey. But um, when we're putting ourselves out there as entrepreneurs and when we're putting ourselves out there in business, it has so much to do with what we believe we're worthy of, what we believe is possible for us, and also what we believe is safe for us. Those are the three things in the subconscious that can really hold you back. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those person who, you know, like in the beginning thought, I don't have any mindset issues. What are you uh -huh. talking about? Uh -huh. <laughs> and then obviously the longer I am an, an entrepreneur, this entrepreneurial business, uh -huh. the more I realize, oh shit. <laughs> Here they are. Right. And I actually think it's even more potent sometimes for people who are yoga teachers or in spiritual business, because not only is this your business um, and your success, it's also really your heart and your soul that you're putting out there with your business. I mean, when you're a yoga teacher or a spiritual entrepreneur, you are just putting out, you know, the deepest part of your heart as you put out your business. And so I think that makes it even more vulnerable, in which case we have to be even more caring towards ourselves and aware of our subconscious blocks and how we deal with our deeper mindset issues, you know? Yes. So what would you, what would you tell someone who comes to you and starts with, I'm not good at selling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so that is the story of the conscious mind, right? And so the conscious mind is about 5% of what determines our life. And in our conscious mind is the stories we have about ourselves. It's our willpower. It's our goals and our plans, but the subconscious mind actually controls 95% of our thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. And so I would want to get deeper, you know, like, so that's interesting. You know, you think you're not good at selling. What does that feel like in your body? As you take a deep breath into that feeling, what does that remind you of? You know, I would work with my clients and students to get below the conscious stories because the conscious stories are like, they're little trailheads or they're little points on a map that are like, start here, start looking here. <laughs> But they're ultimately, they're true. I mean, there's truth to them. I don't discount the conscious story. Like I'm not good at selling, but what I would want to do is I'd really want to dig below, like, where does that come from? Because we have these assumptions about ourselves that were usually formed early in childhood, often in the first seven years of childhood. And I can, you know, bet that in most cases that I'm not good at selling or that fear of selling will go back to one of those deep emotional assumptions uh, that live in the subconscious mind about what I'm worthy of or, or what I'm capable of or what it's safe for me to do in the world.
Yeah, I definitely this fear of not being good enough or who I am, who am I to teach this? I think right. every entrepreneur has that though. So, um, are there then are you then working with levels? Because I seriously think everybody has those mindset blocks. Oh yeah, I don't no, think I there's agree. anyone there who doesn't. But no. just like on different levels, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. So would you start with identifying like the most pressuring block or problem or? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you named it as the not good enough thing is, mm. is oftentimes one of the deepest wounds ultimately, because um, feeling not good enough or feeling shame or, you know, whatever is deep inside that not good enough feeling is so vulnerable And it's so painful that we rarely actually want to go there. But as yoga teachers, I mean, it's fun to talk to people who already know this. You already know that the way through your fears and the way through your emotions is by loving them and having compassion for them and hearing them and acknowledging them. The most vulnerable parts of ourselves, maybe the parts of ourselves that don't feel good enough, what they really want to be is seen and held and listened to. And I think yoga teachers are already really familiar with that deep wisdom because it's embedded in the yoga philosophy. Um, so yeah, I would, I would start with having a lot of self-compassion and a lot of curiosity and just a willingness to, to go into those feelings of not good enough because deep within there is a lot of power and a lot of wisdom and a lot of healing available. I love that, that you really first have to accept it in a way and just yeah. say, okay, here you are, that's fine. And, yeah. uh, but don't let it stop you, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. And for me, not letting it stop you is really about like integrating it and loving it and being okay with the fact that part of you doesn't feel good enough instead of rejecting it or pushing it away. Because the more you reject it and resist it, the more power it has in your subconscious life. Yeah, a very common um, coping strategy that I see and use myself is uh -huh. simply start focusing on different things that are safe Yes, that feel productive, but are not really productive or like learning new stuff. You're learning, you're doing something for your business or working on social media content or right, like, right. Uh, yes, instead or creating new content. That's what I did after my first online course didn't sell as much as I hoped. Uh -huh. I thought, okay, I just have to turn around and create something else instead of focusing on, okay, what can I do to sell it better? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we all do that. And it's really understandable, right? Because, you know, when you don't know what to do, or, or when deep in your subconscious, you're just afraid to take that next step, then of course, we're going to distract or focus elsewhere. And um, yeah, so it's really understandable to have compassion for that process as well. <laughs> so do you have any um, concrete tips or advice that you could share for someone who says, okay, they want to work on, on that, on really on that example, like working on, yeah. I'm feeling not good enough or I'm really unsecure. Everybody else is so much more advanced. And yes, who am I <laughs> to, 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 to appear in that niche? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is always just having some compassion for yourself, recognizing you're not alone. You're not the only one struggling. You're not broken. You know, none of this is proof that you are bad or wrong or dumb or, you know, whatever story your inner critic can cook up, you know, having a little bit of detachment from that story and having a little compassion for yourself is really the first step I feel like to everything. And then the other thing about the subconscious is that it sounds theoretical and sometimes it sounds intimidating, but it leaves clues in every single moment of every single day of your life. And really the clues are, how am I feeling right now? Like um, the subconscious mind has that implicit memory of your cells and that deep inner knowing of your body. And so if you can just drop in to your physical sensations, to your emotions and bring some breath, presence and compassion there, that's always the first step to really accessing um, how to heal those wounds, blocks, limiting beliefs, but also to access the deep inner wisdom that's contained within you. Yeah, I think it starts with, yeah, being mindful about yeah. what you do really. What really helped me was, um, I have to admit, I'm not really very consistent with it right now, but I used to do this, that when you like when I sat down on my desk, I had everything was clean, I lighted a candle, I had a few crystals there, and yeah. this all just to get me in the right mindset. Okay, now yes. I'm focused on... It's not about business or making money or something. It's really about, I don't know, um, helping my audience and working on my vision. That's like the yeah. bigger goal. Looking at the bigger goals, that's what helps me as well. Um, like focusing yeah. on three um, to-dos for the day that are most important for me and just like feeling them. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really great point. So um, just like our subconscious blocks and all the stuff that's holding us back gives us clues every minute of every day in the form of feelings and thoughts and, and physical sensations in our bodies, you can also really use that to bolster like Think of your successes and feel what it feels like in your body and breathe into that and allow that to be strengthened within you or think of your passion or think of, you know, the deeper love that you have for your topic that you're sharing with your yoga students or, you know, when you focus on those and then feel them in your body and allow that to expand. That's also a way to really strengthen that within you. Yes. Okay. I have one crazy story to share that uh -huh. really helped me as well. Um, The last time I launched my program, the Blissful Biz Academy, I wanted uh -huh. to get 30 people in there. Uh -huh. And I put 30 post-it notes on the wall behind me, um, uh -huh. empty. And believe it or not, I filled them all. Oh, that's in the, so awesome. in the middle, it was like, then it was like, you know, like, uh, like always, it was slow and I was like scared. And in between, I actually, I think I even put some away. <laughs> Uh -huh. And then I had to put them back on the wall at the last yeah. <laughs> day. So it was really, really crazy. And I really feel, okay, that's like the law of attraction. You just have to put it out there. Yeah. Well, really believe in it. Even yeah. if like in the middle, I was like losing faith a little bit. But right. yes, it still worked. <laughs> Yeah, well, congratulations. That's such a wonderful story. And I'm so happy for you that you got that, you know. And um, 
I think, you know, one thing that I know about the subconscious mind is that it speaks to us through images and symbols and feelings. And so when you spoke about the candles and all that kind of stuff, that's a symbolic way of shifting into a different realm. And those post-it notes are also a symbol, a really clear symbol for your subconscious mind. Like, this is what I want. So I just really love the symbolism of the whole thing. And I just did a launch and it is just, I mean, it is one of the biggest spiritual growth opportunities I feel like because it is so easy for our minds and our emotions to spin when we're in the middle of that. So I love that you had the post-it notes holding space for you. Even if you pulled them down at one point and had to put them back up, I just think that's beautiful symbolism. And yeah, man. That is a that is a roller coaster of emotions, right? It's exhausting. I feel I learned more about myself and about self love and self acceptance in those last years as an entrepreneur, as in I don't know, twenty years working in advertising before that. Uh-huh. Um, it's like putting yourself out there, constantly getting out of your comfort zone, seeing yourself on camera. All those things we are not used to do that, yeah. and it takes really it's it's um courage to do that yeah yeah Uh, yeah, so I think you also said it really nicely to be compassionate towards yourself and give yourself some grace and accept that not everything is going to be perfect right away perfectionism is I think is a big mindset block as well right it has to be perfect before I put it out there Right. Um, yeah. And we just uh, want to be successful and we want to put our voice into the world. You know, it means so much to us. And then the success comes with, you know, safety issues around just having enough money or having enough comfort or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so we want it to look like a perfect journey. We want it to look like, Hey, I can put this on Instagram. I'm doing great. You know, but, um, the reality is, especially for us spiritual entrepreneurs, is that it's kind of a bit of a hero's journey sometimes, you know, like you have to fail a little bit and you have to look at those deep parts of your psyche that that would, you know, tell you to give up, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I always see it like this spiritual entrepreneurship is a much bigger thing for me, at least, you know, it feels like the, um, it just takes so much courage and so much compassion and so much reminding yourself that the failure is sometimes part of it too. It doesn't look like, well, rarely. I've, I mean, I haven't seen any spiritual entrepreneur who just has success after success after success st- stacked upon success. You know, like mm. the failures are part of it. The self-doubt's part of it. And it's all worthy of your compassion. Yes. And mostly we just see like the the result of the where they are right now. We don't see like the years that already happened. And even if it looks like, oh, she's an overnight success. Uh, no, she probably has been doing this for 10 years or something. And just suddenly right. she's everywhere. Yes. Right. Totally. So tell us how, um, how does that work? Um, so do you work with people one-on-one or, um, and then you just, um, it's like a therapist. That's what I imagine where you just talk about what's going on in your business. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to therapy. I'm not technically a therapist. I do. I'm a regenerating images and memory certified facilitator, which is a mouthful, but, yes. um, but yeah. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't ask me to repeat it. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have to. And there's not going to be a quiz at the end of the podcast. But, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So basically I do work with people one-on-one and I also work with my students using the same technique. And um, basically it starts out with people closing their eyes and breathing and, you know, all the mindfulness stuff that yoga people are so familiar with dropping into the sensations of the body. And then what I'm really doing at after they kind of drop in, my clients or my students drop in, is I have learned how to speak the language of of the subconscious. So I ask leading questions and I make leading suggestions so that they start going on really a journey within their own subconscious. Their subconscious provides all of the content. And the subconscious is really, really willing and ready to talk to us once we understand how to speak to it. And so just by asking leading questions and making suggestions and that kind of stuff, all of a sudden people kind of start being on a journey with their own internal memories or emotions or symbols or whatever. There's all sorts of things that can come up in this kind of imaginative um, journey, but it feels a little bit like a journey of the soul or a shamanic journey or something like that as you go right into your psyche and your psyche just starts speaking to you through feelings and images and symbols. And um, so it's it's much deeper than just talking about your emotions. It's really diving into your body experience in the world and um, what people find there. And uh, it's just beautiful to me is this Do you have an example without naming anyone of course yeah yeah totally I mean I do have examples because my uh, some of my clients have given me case studies that I'm allowed mm-hmm. to use anonymously because obviously it's very confidential because it's really deep deep work but um so what I find at the core of um most everybody's subconscious blocks, no matter whether it's self-sabotage or it's, you know, self-criticism or whatever it is that they're experiencing deep inside is a vulnerable part of themselves, usually like an inner child part that experienced something really overwhelming as a kid. And then as children, we make meaning of that and we start making assumptions about the world subconsciously from whatever meaning we've distilled from that. So like I had um, one client who's given me permission to anonymously use her story and she was in the corporate world and she just constantly had verbally abusive bosses and coworkers who looked down on her and she was working 80 hours a week. You know, she just had this experience over and over again of feeling like she wasn't enough and no one appreciated her. And she felt that it had come from having a really critical dad. You know, she had made this connection that her dad always criticized her in childhood and now, um, her bosses were criticizing her. You know, there was just this pattern in her life and she'd gone to therapy and she'd gone to spiritual teachers and really tried to work on her relationship with her dad. And she came to me for a couple of sessions and what we really unearthed was her mom came up in every single session and her mom had never criticized her, but her mom had allowed the uh, verbal abuse from her dad constantly and watching her mom be so weak and so meek and so... Um, lacking in her own boundaries and lacking in her own self-value actually had spoken to my client's subconscious much, much deeper than her dad's criticism ever had. And so when we were able to go in, acknowledge the pain of that, and then allow the deep wisdom to flow out of that and the deep healing to flow out of that, which by the way, the deep wisdom and the deep healing are inherent to each person. I'm not doing anything. It's really just deep in our own soul, um, this capacity to heal. 
And all of a sudden she just had this huge transformation. And now she wrote to me the other day and was like, I have the most amazing job right now. Every single coworker is heart centered. We work as a team. We support one another. You know, I have boundaries around what hours I can work. And it was this massive transformation for her. And she loved, um, she loved it because she'd worked so hard with therapists and spiritual teachers and everything on her relationship with her dad, but really her subconscious bubbled forth. It was so much more about her mom. Oh, that's, um, that's fascinating. Yeah, it was so, a really yes. cool one. So um, was that just a few sessions or how long did it take her to get there? Yeah, that one was three sessions. Okay. So, and she continues to work with me on other things, but that big piece around her, her, mm. um, you know, her job, uh, And that's like online sessions that you do or? Yeah, I do them on Zoom. I also do them in my office, although very rarely now because in Colorado, we're mostly on quarantine Mm -hmm. still. Um, But yes, I I do them on Zoom mostly. Wow, that's so fascinating how much you can really achieve with that. Um, let's, Let's work, because I mean, you know, like so many of my listeners are in a spiritual field or yoga teachers or maybe doing something similar. And they yeah. would probably love to know like how you structure your business and how you manage to find clients online. Yeah. So I know we, t- we wanted to talk about mindset and helping with selling, but if you don't mind, like um, just like, because I'm really curious about that as well. How did you get started setting yourself up like online? Well, I'm still figuring the online thing out. Um, Mostly what my business has come from is from word of mouth and from students that I've taught in the past because I have been teaching meditation and intuition for 20 years. And so that just naturally grew over the years. You know, I taught at several different schools around here and then I had my own classes. And so I've been building a base naturally and organically in my local area for a long time. And so the majority of my clients have been past students or referrals from past students, but I'm really um, diving into the online space now and figuring that that is a whole different thing. You know, that's an absolutely whole different world. But, um, but yeah, uh, I just did my first online webinar about a week ago, which was Ooh. really exciting. And I think that's definitely going to be my path forward online because I'm familiar with teaching and I'm familiar with um giving a pitch, you know, doing a sales pitch at the end of, of offering content. So the webinar format, I think is going to probably be my best online format because I've tried emails and I've tried social media and that kind of stuff with, with, um, limited results. I mean, okay results, you know, but, but the webinar had much better results than anything that I've ever done. And really, truly that's, I've been doing like webinars, but in real life, you know, (laughs) for a really long time where I speak at the schools I used to teach at, or I present to my students. So. That's great. So you just have to figure out the sort of tech part, which can be so scary and overwhelming, right. <laughs> obviously. But yes, in the end, it's about the content and about your audience and, and you. Yes. So yes. that's so great that you could transport that <laughs> into the yeah, online yeah. world. Yeah. I'm really grateful to have found the webinar format because before I just had no idea. And then the we- webinars feel very familiar to me and comfortable since I've been teaching for so long. And I mean, do you have like, do you feel you had to overcome mindset blocks there as well when you started shifting your business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the anxiety piece for me was huge because it was holding me back just from, I mean, doing normal everyday stuff. You know, I could interact with my friends, I could interact with my students and, and that kind of stuff. But um, 
but yeah, so as I started to unravel the anxiety, which really, you know, for me, as I looked at it subconsciously, because I'd been analyzing it from my conscious mind down and instead started coming from the bottom up, my subconscious up, um, it really came back to just feelings as a child of being deeply shamed and being afraid that the whole world was going to shame me, you know, the way that I had felt shamed as a kid and, and really loving that part of me that felt so afraid of that mm-hmm. and accepting that part of me and then realizing that the world probably really isn't out to shame me. Like the, wor- the whole world isn't out there to throw tomatoes at me and laugh at me, you know, like that, that was a false perception that I had formed as a child. Um, and so my anxiety held me back in every way in online business. But the um, biggest way that it held me back was really never, ever asking for support. You know, like it was really hard for me to reach out to my friends or, or people who would love to support me and say like, hey, can you um, promote this class I'm teaching? You know, like, would you mind posting this on your Facebook? Or would you, you know, would you mind telling your circle about this? But as it turns out, I held myself back from that for so many years thinking that I'd be an imposition or, you know, nobody would want to support me. People love to be supportive. It feels so good to be supportive. And as I've, um, you know, gotten rid of the anxiety, that's one of the biggest things that has helped my business is me just telling my community, like, hey, share this with your friends or, you know, reaching out to people and saying this, this big thing is coming up in my business, you know, like, who could you share it with? And it's been really transformational for me. So like, I would say that was one of my biggest blocks to selling is just not reaching out for support. Mm-hmm. And then finding out that the world really wants to be supportive. I mean, I want to be supportive. You know, it feels great to me when I put something out there like, hey, my friend is teaching this wonderful thing, you know, check it out. Um, and so I feel like that's the, a really big block that, that I've been working with recently that's been transformational is figuring out people want to support me. And when I ask, you know, all of a sudden, just avenues open up that I didn't, didn't ever know could open up. Yeah, and the same. <laughs> I'm the same. I always have to figure everything out myself. That's why right. I have online courses. I'm a great learner with online courses. Actually, I really right. do them. Yeah. Um, yes, that and getting support. That's like one of the block I'm working on right now is delegating, hiring mm-hmm. people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> it's, I'm getting there slowly. I'm not thinking I'm like the special unicorn and nobody can do it as good as I can. <laughs> right, totally. Yeah, and that perfectionism, as Brene Brown has told us, I think you're probably familiar with her. I don't know. Her yes, enough, I, yeah, she, I know her, yeah. Yeah, she, she really calls out how that perfectionism is based in shame oftentimes, you know, and also that Mm -hmm. ultra independence, man, that is a lot of us who just we want to do it ourselves. And it it oftentimes does come from a feeling that, well, no one would help us even if we asked, you know, or something like that in the subconscious, a limiting belief along those lines. Yes, seriously, yes. I just realize every month in business, um, more and more how important mindset is. And in the beginning, I probably was more analytical. I was like, I just want to build my business. I want to earn money and be able to work from anywhere. You know, I don't have any issues because uh-huh. I know what I want. But yes, but then I realized, okay, maybe I didn't focus on the right things. Or why do I have problems showing up on videos on social media? There's actually a blockage. So what's yeah. going on here? What can I do? Yes. And um, well, as I said, like getting into that mindset has really helped me. What also has really helped me is um, getting clear on my vision and having a clear plan where I want to get. 
Yeah. And that, because that's really motivating for me when I see like my numbers and my plan and like, and then I put it on my to-do list as well. That really helps. It's on my to-do list. So I have to do it. I have to show up on video. There's just no excuse anymore. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Good for you. And I work with a lot of people who they wish they had no excuses and they wish that putting it on their to-do list would make them do it, you know, and they wish that they could willpower their way through it. But, um, Willpower is limited resource and it doesn't always completely work. And so people come to me oftentimes when the willpower isn't working, you know, where, where mm. the self-sabotaging behaviors feel like they just happen, you know, and the people don't feel like they can willpower them or, you know, they can be honest with themselves finally that the willpower isn't actually getting them to do the stuff on their to-do list or isn't actually, you know. I don't think it's only willpower. It's also, have you read this book by Gretchen Rubin, The Four Tendencies about the different types of people and what motivates them? It's so fascinating. So how some people are more externally motivated, some are uh -huh. internally motivated, some are the rebels. I think that's me. I have to uh -huh. understand everything. And if somebody tells me to do something, I don't really care. That's why I can't <laughs> working with a life coach doesn't really help me because if they tell yeah. me something like, okay, you do this next week. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so unless I really want to do it um, from within myself. Right. Yeah. And really understand why I'm, I'm just not motivated by that. Um, so yeah. They, yeah, that's really interesting. And it's also interesting to learn that not everybody works like you do. <laughs> like, you know, right. there's different types. And just because I am so self-motivated and I have no problems with the report doesn't mean that my students are the same. So that really helped me a lot. I can highly recommend it. She's okay, a great podcast you. episode where she explains it as well. I edited cool. the show notes, guys, as well. Cool, cool. Gretchen Rubin. Great. She also wrote the book, The Happiness Project which was so much fun. Okay, cool. I'll check her out. I'm always into that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm constantly reading and I'm constantly listening to podcasts. I'm like, we are so lucky to live in this age right now with podcasts and YouTube and all these amazing, I mean, you can just be learning all day long and it's so, I don't know, that's where my passion is. Yes, all those resources and not just, not just books. I mean, books are great. Books have been uh -huh. around forever, amazing uh -huh. books. But yes, it's just like a different kind of... Um, approaches to learn yeah. yes what's your favorite what um, podcasts or resources can you recommend to our listeners when they want to learn more about mindset and the subconscious hmm. I don't know too many podcasts that have the subconscious there's one that I am listening to right now called creative mind soul sessions which includes a lot of the subconscious um, stuff. But I guess that's why it was so revolutionary to me is I feel like we don't talk about it that much. Or if we talk about it, we talk about it in sort of a like superficial way. Like, so the way that the subconscious is usually talked about is like, if you just do affirmations long enough or, you know, repeat these things to yourself over and over again, what, what fires together, wires together, and eventually your subconscious will hear you. But the reality is, is that that works in a small percentage of the time. And it is really true that the nervous system works in what wires to, or what, what, what fires together, wires together, right? And so we create these neural pathways. We create just these basically paths of least resistance for our thoughts and our emotions and our behaviors on a neurological level. Um, But what was really revolutionary for me when I found regenerating images and memory is there's a whole different way to rewire your neurology. And it's based on a theory in psychology called memory reconsolidation. And memory reconsolidation is that when you go into the depths of your subconscious, 
and you make, they call it the implicit explicit. So it's the stuff that's in there that you don't know about. You bring it to consciousness and then you have a new feeling reaction to it. You rewire it instantly. And so it doesn't take that, do it over and over and over again and still struggle with it that we are used to kind of doing because that do it over and over and over again to rewire it is a very, um, it's a really kind of masculine model and it's a top-down model. It's coming from the consciousness trying to control the subconscious. But the reality is, is the subconscious controls far, far more than that. And so I love this new model of, of letting go into what is already there instead of trying to control it. And then when you see what's there, you make the implicit explicit, you make the unconscious conscious. And then through the process that I do with my clients, they create a new feeling state. And it's not a conscious creating a new feeling state, a new feeling state arises from their deep inner wisdom, from their experience with whatever is within their psyche. And so it's so different than the willpower model or the, you know, affirmations model. And it's not that the willpower and affirmations can't work. Definitely sometimes they do. But if you have a really big block down there, or if you have a really big um, part of yourself that's trying to protect yourself, like if there's a part of you that feels like selling is unsafe, then really anything you try to do, that part of you is going to sabotage. And so this is really getting to the deep roots within. Um, and then the change can happen just so remarkably quickly on that, on that deep level. So it's, it's been just really profound for me. And it's a whole different paradigm than what people are speaking about or experiencing um, with with the other models. And anyway, it just blows my mind every single time. It's such an honor to do it with my clients, because every single time I get to go on this incredible journey, you know, just witness these incredible journeys with people and, and watch how quickly their deep inner wisdom can show them their path towards healing or their path towards wholeness, their path towards success or whatever it is that they're looking for. I love that approach. Um, you know, one issue I sometimes have um, with this, yes, self-love or law of attraction, sometimes it makes you feel like you didn't do enough if you don't see the success. Like it's your fault yeah. that you don't see success. Right. And which is always, you know, how are you going to see success when, when you think that secretly? You can't, right? Right. right. This is something you can't really control consciously. Right. Yeah. And so I, I hope that that takes all the self-blame out of it, or it certainly takes the victim blaming that can mm -hmm. kind of come from the whole, you know, like law of attraction universe. Not that I'm against the law of attraction in any way. Obviously, it's really cool. I think but they talk about that too, but it's more like hidden behind this. Just believe in it and you're going to get it or just think right. it and you're going to get it. They have that subconscious that you really need to believe it. They talk about that too, but yes, um, right. it's sometimes... Um, it's not talked about as prominently. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is just my own personal story, but um, I remember when I learned about the law of attraction, I was just determined to use it on everything, you know, like it was a very willpower sort of thing, like go do it, you know? And um, I really, like I told you, I had that deep self-criticism, that deep self-judgment within, and I was very critical of my appearance, you know, which is just a normal thing that's programmed into, especially women in our culture. Um, and so I wanted 
to feel beautiful. And so I started like doing the affirmations, like looking in the mirror, saying, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. And all of a sudden, I had um, like a number of people come up to me, strangers, students, teachers, you know, people, and they, they came and they would say, you are so beautiful. And I'd never heard that before. And it blew my mind. And I was like, I manifested that. But the fact of the matter is, is it didn't make me feel more beautiful. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was able to manifest the external world mirroring to me that I had started a new pattern but it didn't get to the deep roots of that self-judgment and that self-criticism, which were really just really deep in there with some self-rejection stuff from childhood, you know? So it was like, it, it happened on one level and I was appreciative, but it didn't actually make me real. It didn't sink in. It didn't change how I felt about myself or, or really truly change my inner landscape. So I guess for me, this has deepened my journey with the whole thing. And now um, when I think about the law of attraction, I just think about it being like manifesting from the alignment with my deep inner truth, you know, mm. like, it's like, so I, I, I the just alignment is so that. important to get into the alignment first. Yeah. 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 One um, podcast that I can recommend is here from Jess Lively, the Lively show. I don't okay. think she's podcasting at the moment. So there are no new episodes, but the old ones, there's like 200 or something out there. It's amazing. It's a lot about law of attraction. And then it's a lot about conversations with whatever you want to call it, like spirits or meeting the subconscious, uh-huh, uh-huh. talking to her or talking to other people, to the medium. Cool. She calls it the collective. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's really, really fascinating. And she also has this approach that she wants to understand everything from a more from a scientific side, which uh-huh. I can totally relate to because I am very analytical. I always want to understand everything. I can't simply take something just face value. So, so. totally. <laughs> so I love that when she talks about quantum physics and all that, I'm like, oh yeah, give me more of that. Oh, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? I know. I feel like regenerating images and memory. I feel like it's like the quantum model of emotional processing, you know, mm. like it, like therapy and all that kind of stuff is Newtonian physics and it works. It's obviously important. You know, I'm not trying to diss it, but then when you find this other, you know, this space of magic, um, in the subconscious and that deep inner healing yes. capacity that's within all of us. Yes. I'm like, this is like quantum emotional processing. It's fascinating. So um, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Some final piece of advice you want to give them? I don't know. I mean, I guess I would just say if you're having trouble selling, you know, use that as your little trailhead, you know, like if you're feeling discomfort, if you're feeling triggered, if you're feeling afraid, you know, have some compassion for yourself and drop straight into that fear or straight into that resistance or whatever it is that you're feeling because every part of society has taught us to avoid our emotions, repress our emotions, feel overwhelmed by our emotions. You know, that's just our society has has very little emotional intelligence or support for us. But um, if you dive in and go deep, they'll show you exactly where you want to heal. And so I feel like I'm always talking about like emotional wounds, subconscious blocks, limiting beliefs. It sounds so negative, but um, for me, it's just because I want to go straight into those depths because that's where the biggest transformation can occur deep within the psyche. So, so for me, I'm like, I just want to go deep, you know, like, let's just go deep, deep, deep. So, um, so I would say just dive right in. (laughs) So where can people go if they want to go deep with you? Where can well, they learn more about you? 
Yeah, so my business is called Hello Inner Light. So my website is helloinnerlight.com. Um, and I do have... <laughs> Thank you. I love it too. Uh, I was actually working with a business coach when I came up with that name and she was like, that's a terrible name. That's not a name of anything. And I was like, it's the name of my business <laughs> and I love it. So I went with it. So yeah, helloinnerlight.com. And when you're there, I do have uh, a free healing meditation called supercharge your manifesting that you can grab if you're interested. And it is based on regenerating images and memory. So you can have a firsthand experience with it if you're interested in that. But thank you. I definitely share that in the show notes and I'm going to try it out myself. I'm really curious now. So thank you yeah. so much to, for sharing that with us and your experience and your background and being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannereicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the Make Your First or Next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.